To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not just their battle tactics, but their history, philosophy, art. To the Chase Ascendancy Podcast. All right, everybody. Hello. And welcome back to... The Chase Ascendancy. Episode 67. Uh, And today we are talking about The Bad Batch. We're reviewing episodes one and two. Um, and so we kind of have a, obviously an idea of what we want to do with this, uh, something we want have a, a template as it were, uh, from the Mandalorian reviews. And, uh, so I'll give you an inside scoop as to what that looks like. Um, we're going to do our overall thoughts and then we're going to do our standout moment from each episode. So we're going to review two episodes. So we got to stay a little on track here. Maybe a little frosty. Yeah. Um, New characters that we liked. Um, so that's kind of obvious for episode one. Um, and then rate it one to ten. And then what do we think is next? What's coming next? Uh, so we'll get into that. Before we do that, we had a little bit of uh, interesting news I wanted to talk about. Um, there was a book that was on Amazon for like a week. That was a Star Wars book that had the whole typeface and everything. That was not sanctioned by Disney and has since been the it's been pulled. Mm-hmm. Um, so the book is called The Heart of the Jedi by Mr. Kenneth C. Flint. Uh, and it's crazy because this is the this is the cover of the book. Um, it has weird things like on here. It says copyrighted material up there at the front. Um, of course, again, at the bottom. But I mean, what's not on here from the original trilogy? You've got uh Leia, Luke, Han, at the top, you kind of have a I ghosty. Any, I don't see any Palpatine. There's there's old Ben. There's uh, obviously Darth Vader. Down here, it looks like you're on Tatooine somewhere, and there's looks like there's Jawas. There's obviously some stormtroopers going on. Um, and so the story goes that years ago, I think, I want to say 1993, Kenneth Flint got the green light to write a Star Wars book and wrote a whole Star Wars book, wrote the whole thing, got it edited and everything, and then it just vanished from the face of the earth. So this would have it must been... must be like one of those cars that runs on water. Right. That gets bought out by GM, and yeah, then exactly. the planes go into a safe, and they never come out. Yeah. We're going to keep this fish, you know, <laughs> It must be that good. The rest uh, of Star Wars was threatened. Yeah. So here's the crazy Freaking thing. Freaking Kenneth keeping it under his hat. I know. So that's the crazy thing, is that it was... Um, what happened was... Nobody found out what had happened to it for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, this is... I was born in 93. This is 20 years old. And um, all of a sudden, the manuscript for it pops up online. Well, I don't know who did this. But somebody, a, a fan or a company or somebody, gets the um, gets the artwork, gets the book, gets everything, and prints it. Starts printing it. I don't know who did this. Brilliant. Um, and here's the back of the book. It says... Kenneth C. Flint's, this is how you know it was done by somebody that was looking for this book. 
Kenneth C. Flint's lost novel arrives to, arrives to bookshelves at long last, return to the Star Wars universe once more in The Heart of the Jedi. So this is obviously post-Episode uh, 6, but obviously coming out in 93, that was all that we had was 4, 5, and 6. Uh, it says, Darth Vader and the Emperor are no more. The Alliance has officially become the New Republic as Han Solo, Princess Leia, and the new Chief of State, Mon Mothma, emerge triumphant against the diminishing Empire. The Imperial Remnant fights on until the long-silent Imperial Senate rises up to call for peace. But not everyone wants peace. And High Admiral Tharkis... So I guess that's comparable to Grand Admiral. Again, this probably didn't, it probably didn't make it all right. the way through the Star Wars filter. Because Tim Zahn, I think, was the first person to talk about a, a Grand Admiral. Right. The first um, one we knew of would have been Thrawn. High Admiral Tharkis has made plans to ensure, ensure the Empire will reemerge under his rule. At his side stands the mysterious Dioscuri. Dioscuri. Scuroi? D-I-O-S-K-O-U-R-O-I. Beings of rare and deadly powers. I bet it's Dioscuro-y. Yeah, something. Uh, okay, for Luke Skywalker, exhausted from years of fighting, <laughs> the time has come to depart upon a journey of discovery. A journey that will lead him to a secret long ago hidden by Obi-Wan Kenobi. What now, was he... the secret, you ask? Yeah, you have to read it to find I out. Yeah, I didn't read the book. So here's Obviously. the thing. It was on Amazon? Mm-hmm. No longer on Amazon. Yeah. So in the like week or so that it was up for sale, I think it was only up there for about a week. Mm-hmm. It was the number one selling Star Wars item on Amazon. It outsold Light of the Jedi. It outsold Thrawn Ascendancy Greater Good. It outsold uh, any of the other High Republic stuff, kid novels, comics, all that stuff. Uh, Into the Dark by Claudia Gray. It outsold every Star Wars item literature-wise. Um so it rose to this high prominence, and then the mouse found out and pulled the plug. Luckily, I got one. Did you really? I got one. Yeah, it's on my desk. Uh, and so is I it, looked. Is I it looked, nice? It looks like a real book. Mm. It looks like um, it doesn't look shoddy. Did it you see look, who the seller was? Um, no, I just bought it. I didn't, I didn't ask any questions. I'm sure I can go into my – I don't think you can see it in my orders. Because the item is no longer there. I, I can have, find the email I've probably. I've ordered stuff before that like doesn't exist on Amazon anymore, but mm-hmm. the, the thing is still there. And if you click on it, it's like just, you know, the missing, yeah. so I'll try to, the missing item. It, it says, okay, so I You should at least have the confirmation email. It'll have the... Right. Yeah. I assume this guy sold to Amazon. So it was a prime item. It was a one-day prime thing. So mm. it was fulfilled by Amazon. Yeah, but so Amazon still does that for stuff that they don't sell directly. Right. So here's the thing is that um, I was thinking, okay, let's, let me try to find another, ver- if I can find some, if someone put it on eBay or something mm-hmm. and, and give it to you and so we could review it. And you can find it on eBay for um, $600. It was $350 today. <laughs> I freaking knew it, Because uh, it had the super limited run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you so, know how many copies happen to be out there? No clue. Heck. I have no clue. But Let I was get in touch with the black market um, today. Because I remember I sent you a thing, and I was like, hey, I don't know how long this is going to be out here. Yeah. Um, I sent that to uh, my buddy Finn. I sent it to Jared Grigg. I think Jared got one. Oh, good for him. Um, and so, but the, I'm sure that you can find the EPUB document out there somewhere mm. and read it on your iPad. Um, but uh, it looks like a classic 90s Star Wars novel. But it, I feel like I have this archaic secret piece of history. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually excited to read it. 
I and, and, okay, I will say this. Call that esoteric, the secret knowledge. Yeah, exactly. It's the it's the hidden gems you don't even know you're looking for. I did um, talk to somebody on Instagram uh, that said they had just started it and it was so good. And this was somebody, I guess, who has read the other novels that have been out for a while. Mm -hmm. And they said, uh, up to snuff with Light of the Jedi and better than greater good. Crazy. So we'll see. But I have it on my desk to read. I'll see if I can find some kind of a document or something and get you a copy. Um, But isn't that wild? Yeah, it is both wild. So, you know, I think it would have, if it was obscure and sucked, it could have just stayed on there forever. Yeah. But because it was like, yeah. You know, this is the this is the Star Wars that so many people fell in love with during right, the EU right, that right, got canceled right, right. by Disney. So a lot of hardcore old school Star Wars fans were like, "Stick it to the mouse." Yeah, I was. Uh, Stick it to the mouse. Reading Betrayal the other day, Car- just carving away at it. You oh, know, Aaron Austin. At a time, yeah, and uh, Luke was doing some Buck Wild stuff. Oh like, yeah, he force pushed simultaneously in two directions. Yep, it's my, it's my understanding that that's kind of difficult to do. Well, I'm finishing. Um, I'm at the very tail end of Outcast, the first of the Fate of the Jedi series, which comes after what you're reading, also mm-hmm. by Aaron Alston. Rest in peace. The guy's no longer with us. Um, awesome author. Um, so it stinks because um, my favorite Star Wars author for a long time, before I jumped into Thrawn and some of the uh, Karen Travis, yeah. things, was Karen Travis. So it was Aaron Alston, Karen Travis, Troy Denning, and they would rotate for mm-hmm. Legacy of the Force. And they were supposed to do the same thing for Fate of the Jedi, but... Um, she had some qualms with Lucas or whatever, not George, but the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they ended up voiding, you know, kind of mutually parting ways. And so Christy Golden is the female author in the Fate of the Jedi series, which she's good. I think she does Dark Disciple. Um, yeah. Well, she novelized it. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is a little different, but she did a good job. I like the book. Yeah. But it stinks because. I never got Karen Travis stuff again. And there were, there's like five Republic Commando novels and there's supposed to be a sixth and final. It was the last one. Mm-hmm. And you can find out, um, she sent me an email cause I contacted her a couple years ago and she sent me an email with like basically the plot line for book six. That was nice of her. Um, and I was like, Oh my God, this is what I was, everything that I wanted to happen was going to happen. I didn't get it. So if anybody's out there and can uh, put the manuscript for that book up on Amazon for a week, I will get it. Um, but anyway, yeah, we got just a lot kind of, of a crazy thing. Here from um, Bad Batch. So my question to you was, um, before we jump into it, I want to get your read on every member of the Bad Batch um, and just, just thoughts so far. We've gotten a little bit more time with them as individuals mm-hmm. than we have in the past. So going down the list... Um, Obviously, you need to have seen the Bad Batch episodes one and two by now, because um, we're going heavy spoilers. It's a review episode. Yeah. So, uh, you came into this season mm-hmm. or this series, I guess, um, and Crosshair was your favorite, I believe. Re- Hunter. I hadn't picked a favorite. I was tentative about it. Okay. Um, I thought Crosshair's helmet was really cool. Yeah. Hey, so shout out to you, yeah. Samuel. Freaking. The Chiss Prophesiers. <laughs> the Prophets, I guess, is what we would be. <laughs> the Prophets continue. We're still going. Which is um, ironic because we haven't made any money from the show. Right. No Prophets. Yeah, exactly. For the Prophets. Uh, we make sense, but we do not make dollars. Uh, so one of the things we said was, what's your favorite helmet? That was one of our leading up to this thing yeah, about yeah, a yeah. couple weeks ago. 
And um, I think it was saying, you, or, you or Adam was like, how's he going to fit his helmet over there? Yeah, it was me. And yeah. I, I said, uh, man, that helmet looks so thin for his low-bot ears. And you mm-hmm. said, it makes sense that they would click into place. Mm-hmm. And it did. So it did. Job. Yeah, we saw the helmet profile, and it you know just had the front of the helmet. Basically. We watched episode two separately, all yeah. three of us. But all three of us got together at my place for episode Dude, one. Dude, they knew we wanted to see it too because they freaking hit him behind. Was, was it Wrecker when he was putting his helmet on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he couldn't see it, and I was like, oh. But yeah, God, it has it. the little indention. Yeah, so that was really, sick. really cool, which makes total sense because yeah. it's a part of who he is. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll name the character, and you rate them on a scale of one to ten. How you feel about them so far this season? I don't know if I can do that. Okay. Um, here we'll try it. Okay. I'd rather just describe them as I've seen them. Okay, let's do this. Rank them favorite, not to least favorite, but just like stand out to least stand out so far <clears throat> this season for you personally. Okay, I can do that right now. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go Hunter, Crosshair, Tech, Wrecker, Echo. Okay. I will go. Okay, I'll go Hunter. Hunter's obviously the coolest character. Echo's also last for me. He's been really underwhelming. Is it just me? No, it's just he's. we've had a lot of him already, I think, so they want to open well, I up. Don't, I don't care about having a lot of him. He just seems relatively useless. He seems... Okay, I get that the droid hand does things that Tech can't do as fast. Yeah. But I feel like Tech can do he does, anything yeah, he can do. Literally anything. Um, okay, Hunter's my favorite. Um, I don't like Crosshair because obviously for obvious reasons, but he is compelling. As I think a he's really cool. I, I mean, like, yeah, I him. actually feel bad for him. You I'll love get to into hate that. him. You know what I mean? Hunter. He's pretty balling, though. Okay. Whether or not you like him. Hunter. Wrecker. Crosshair. No. Hunter, Wrecker, Tech, Crosshair, Echo for me. Okay. And Crosshair's only so low because I'm mad at him. But it, as a character, he's I don't really good. A, I don't hold a grudge. It's not his fault. Um, so let's jump into... There's that book again. Let's jump into episode one. Okay. Um, the Aftermath, I want to say. Or maybe just Aftermath. Uh, Bad Batch Aftermath. Yeah. Yes. Um, so let's jump into it. And I'll ask you a couple of questions. Yeah, hit me with it. Um, so overall thoughts... Meat of the episode, what um, do you think about it? I thought it was really good. I was hoping to get some Order 66 action. I was not disappointed. Um, we got to see Kid Kanan, so that was really cool. Um, I, I thought the character development was pretty good because I think you were, they were allowed to be kind of sticky um, in the Clone Wars just because they weren't the main characters. You know what I mean? They were yep. supplementary. So yep. I think they've done a good job kind of bringing them along a little bit, letting them stay true to type, but, you know have a little bit of depth. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Omega was really cool. Uh, we all like how, dude, her New Zealand accent is so thick. Bro. That Kiwi accent. Yeah. Omega. Yeah. Omega. It's yes. like a hearty. I guess I had, maybe during the trailer, I heard a little bit of her. Yeah. But hearing her without all the fanfare and music behind her. Yeah, yeah. Dude, her accent is thick. Yeah, it's, it's all the way It's way, way stronger than yeah, any, of the, any of the clones. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, shout out to you. You're like, female clone. And I was like, yeah, maybe. So, you know, that one came true. There you go. I was excited for Omega. Omega. Um, yeah. Oh, she is cute as crap. Yeah. I just want to give her a hug. We saw that meme and it was like, uh, Ahsoka started really annoying. Uh, Became a hero Ezra or whatever. Started really annoying. 
And then Omega starts awesome. It was like already awesome. Yeah, she's dope. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, overall thoughts. You liked it. You liked the character development. You yeah, I thought the, the... storyline was compelling. They got my 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 main man. You know, I don't think he's a Grand Moff yet, but Tarkin. Yeah, Tarkin's in there. What they call him, Admiral Tarkin. Mm-hmm. That was cool. That they uh, kept his military rank. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I hope that they do him justice. Like, I hope they pull more from the novels than they did with Thrawn. I'm hopeful because it's it seems to be, like, in the style of Clone Wars more than Rebels. Um, yeah. So I'm excited for that. I just hope that they get to showcase his thing because you you don't really ever see a lot of him that's very impressive in the mm-hmm. films or in his previous action, the Clone Wars. But in, you know, the Tarkin novel, he's so dope. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I hope that he's a compelling villain. Yeah, I thought he was super <clears throat> cool. Um and okay so for you standout moment was probably Tarkin being on screen yeah that was freaking dope yeah that was probably my biggest takeaway i was just really excited to see him again okay um new characters obviously Tarkin. omega <laughs> i guess he's new for the show i suppose yeah. uh no omega i think is the coolest like introduced character um i got to see my favorite clone commander commander fox that was mm-hmm. cool yeah, he was on Camino, which was yeah. strange. Well, and I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I assume that was Fox. Yeah, I mean, it would kind of have to be. In unless, charge of the course on guard. Unless he stayed back, you know what I mean? That's entirely possible. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think the shock troopers are freaking dope. Yeah. I, I thought that was a cool inclusion. Very interesting that in the Clone Wars, the shock troopers seem to be um, more like... Uh, standardized more this I think, is the way things are i think yeah they're just so much closer to corazon they don't have like a uh like a flimsy moral compass like it seems a lot less relativistic like yeah. they were much quicker to shoot yeah, yeah like yeah, that yeah. droid barely touched him for a half a second he's like oh, don't touch me droid he yeah. just shot him just freaking shot the droid that was balling yeah um okay and then we're, we'll skip what's next because there's obviously we already obviously know what happens yeah, yeah, in episode yeah. two but uh rate it one to ten so not one being the worst episode of anything you've ever seen and 10 being empire strikes back but for I'm give it like an eight and a half a clone wars type episode yeah it okay. was it wasn't the mortis arc which is like my 10 for a clone Wars style episode right um i really did enjoy it yeah i loved everything about it's it. weird and it's it shows how great feloni is at his job right but you can have like five different kinds of shows within the clone Wars style of show mm-hmm. um for instance like I love the Mortis arc because I love the lore. Mm-hmm. I love, you well, know. Yeah, and it feels so different to the other episodes, yeah. but it's still uh, within the continuity, I guess right. you'd say. Right, right. I agree. Okay, I'll go through mine. Overall thoughts, loved it. <laughs> um, my, one of my main thoughts was I could sit down and watch an hour and 20-minute episode of Clone Wars slash Bad Batch every week. Yeah, every, every week. The I was opening, a little sad to see that it was only 30 minutes on Friday. Yeah, the opening where it says the Clone Wars and it burns away and it says mm-hmm. the Bad Batch, that was freaking sick with the yeah. red lettering. Um, so that was really cool. Standout moment for me, um, number one. Um, seeing Kanan was cool. Mm-hmm, that was really and, cool. And uh, I sent you that meme of... Uh, Oh my god, who's that freaking ugly guy that's uh, called uh, Steve Buscemi? Steve Buscemi, and I don't know what this is from, but he's in high school and he goes, "How we feeling, fellow kids? How we doing, fellow kids?" <laughs> yeah, because Kanan's like, 
I hate how easy it was for me. I'm to... 15. <laughs> oh no, master. <laughs> like that's not how you know Freddie Prince Jr. sounds. But yeah. it was like, dude, full on Kanan, basically. Yeah. I wish they could have animated his voice somehow to make it a little bit lighter. Um, yeah, but I think they just not wanted, everybody's like, the natural texture. You know what I mean? Not everybody's freaking D. Bradley Baker. You know what I'm saying? True talk. Um. So I loved uh, seeing Kanan. I loved Order 66. Here was a huge, huge stand-up moment for me. It was a dream come true, a prophecy, perhaps. Um, remember I said I would love, and I remember if this was on air or off air, but I remember saying, um, as silly as this seems, I would love to see Clone Wars-style animated versions of every movie. Yeah. And what did they give us? They did. At the beginning, they that gave us cool. like freaking frame-for-frame um, little recaps. Clone Wars style of uh, Obi Wan and Anakin and Grievous. Yeah, I loved it. Oh my god! Hey, seeing uh, Grievous do this number. What do you think about Captain Gray? Loved him. In the comics, he looks different, and he's Commander. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of got a red look, but we have so many red clones. So mm-hmm. I thought the green and white was sick. Yeah, that I like really that. Cool. I like that colorway better. Yeah. Um. So I liked him a lot. Um. Seeing uh, Diva Balaba, which is Kanan's mm-hmm. um, master, seeing her fall, that was really <laughs> sad. I loved seeing Order 66 happen all over the place. I loved seeing the animation of the call coming in with the little yeah. hand chip. Was it just, did they get, um... okay, so they did get Ian McDermott to do the voice. Yeah, what they did was they just they just used the clip from episode three right i think they might have but i think they might have also got him to redo it you think so yeah um because I, th- I feel like the inflections are slightly different hmm. and he's credited as the oh never mind, it says archive sound okay yeah but i i remember i commented on that i was like i love that it's true type to episode three that yeah they actually have those sound bits yeah i was gonna say another standout moment and it was it was cool to see how the clones reacted to Palpatine's speech about the Republic will be reorganized. Yeah. That was really sick. Um, I love watching that on Camino. Um, and then a standout moment for me, and this is what I was going to say about the course not guard, the shock mm-hmm. troopers. Um, Were so, you shocked to see him there? Yeah. Zippy zip. Mm-hmm. Um, Tarkin was dope. Uh, freaking just off the charts savage as always uh doesn't give a crap um okay here was what i was gonna it's say got those about sweet the baggy pants yeah uh for Wide those of thighs you who are, huff. Uh, as far as for those of you who are watching or to listening, replace dirty hands do um the uh that's funny um the pants aren't his whole hip <laughs> I they're baggy i know you know that but some people were like wow Tarkin's really built he is thick yeah uh She's thick, God. Okay, so... um, Just squatting tree trunks every um, day. One moment that really stood out to me that made me feel bad for Crosshair, when you look at... uh, When you look at the Bad Batch, mm-hmm. minus Echo, because he's just a freaking... He just got really screwed, and they felt bad for him, and they adopted him, basically. He Wrecker, literally got screwed. He's probably got so many screws in his body. Yeah. His whole respiratory nervous system is droid. Yeah. So. You would think his reflexes would be faster. Um. Right. Uh, so Wrecker, his mutation is very, very evident. Not right. just bodily, but personality wise. Same with Tech. Tech is very awkward. Tech has. Yeah, I would say me. if you talk to Wrecker over the phone, you would know there's something amiss. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, uh. te- tech has annoyed me a few times so far this uh, show. 
because he thinks things are obvious to everyone else. <clears throat> and uh, there's a leadership uh, guy that I subscribe to named Sam Chand, and he says uh, he's a guy with he's a guy born in India has a pretty heavy Indian accent, and he says what might be obvious to you, others are oblivious to it. So make sure just because it is obvious to you that you not expect it's obvious to everybody. So his thing is, you know, when you're in leadership, just because you know, you can't expect somebody else to know. They might be oblivious to it the same way that somebody might, you might be oblivious to their. So yeah, I on. fall into that a lot. Yes. Like I have a lot yes, of, you do. I perceive things differently. Yeah. And I just like, you know, I don't even think about it. So, well, yeah, to you, yeah, I relate it's, to it. it's not that you, um, you're not even frustrated that they don't understand. You're frustrated because in your mind they do understand and they're deliberately doing the other thing. Yeah. And that's <laughs> tech is not angry that they don't understand, but he does assume everyone else understands. Here, I have one thing that he did that I hated, okay. but it was from episode two. Okay. I hated that Hunter was like, hey, can you replicate these chain codes that we heard of five seconds ago? And he's like, oh, even though I just heard of them moments ago, yes. Yeah. I was like, I hate that. I hate it so much. Why did it you feel, hate that? Because it feels like such uh, like such an explainer, you know what I mean? Like yeah. where lines are written in, so things are explained. You well, know, like in a book, it would just be written. It would be explained, but they have to explain it through dialogue. Yeah. I just hated how kiddy it was that he was like, Yes, obviously, right away. Never know when they are. Don't even know what they look like. I'm gonna make them right now. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt like so. It just felt like too cheesy. You know what I mean? But that's tech. I guess so. It's I just the glasses hated it. under his glasses. I hated guy. it so much. Um, like he said that, and I was watching it by myself. I was in my room. I was like, ugh, like out loud. <laughs> <I just laughs> no, hated it the one that got me was uh, when it was like. Uh, when they're talking about Omega being a clone, they're talking about Omega being a clone. They're talking about the inhibitor chips, mm-hmm. and he goes, "I thought that was obvious." Yeah, and I was like, like well, "It's not obvious to everybody, Tech." Um, but okay, all this to yeah. say, I felt bad for Crosshair because it comes off to me that he is the one that is the least different from a regular clone, mm-hmm. probably the closest to what Django Fett would have been like. Does that make sense? Except for that Django Fed only shot on his own behest. What do you mean? Django didn't care about rules. Oh, correct. Yeah. What, what I'm saying is Django's personality, his aggressiveness right, 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 right. definitely poured into him. He is very him. aggressive. And so they all have inhibitor chips, mm-hmm. but because their personality and their mutations are so push against it, yeah. they don't really struggle. Hunter didn't, none of them struggled at all. Right. They heard, you know, the order, I'm sure they felt right. they were supposed to have gotten an impulse of some sort. And, uh, you heard, uh, Crosshair talk about that. Good soldiers follow orders. Yeah, he had a bit of that hup thing going on. You know what I Tup. mean? Is it tough? Yeah. Um, and, and so the thing that got me was maybe this whole time when we were watching the clone wars, we were thinking the course on guard is kind of butts. Mm-hmm. Like what's their deal? Why are they so stuck up? Why are they, why are they not like other clones? Mm-hmm. And remember in episode one, we're obviously getting into huge spoilers here. Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, But my thought was um, maybe one of the reasons that the Coruscant Guard are so, like, form first and Mm -hmm. they're not thinking of anything else is because their chip has been enhanced. Because Mm -hmm. Crosshair was leaning more that way. Tarkin saw it, and he asked the Kaminoans, can we amplify? Yeah. The chip. And That's they an said, interesting thought. They said, of course. I think what 
is probably the case is that they went straight from Camino to Coruscant. Yeah, it's definitely that in part. They interacted with the Jedi, I think, the least because we see, especially with like Cody or Rex, how much their personalities are changed by the Jedi that they fight alongside. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't have had any of that. So it would just been business as usual. You know yeah. what I mean? I You're think, around Wilhuff all day. I think it's like Toy Story 2, like straight out of the box, uh, Buzz Lightyear. He's mint in the box. You know what Never I mean? Been opened. He's like yeah. still uh, straight out of the Space Academy or whatever. Right. You With a cool I mean? belt. Yeah. Um, so overall, uh, my rating, I would probably give it a nine okay. or a nine and a half. As far as Clone Wars go, episodes go that are based on clones, it's cream of the crop. Yeah, it's great. I understand I really it's not it. Mortis and those things, but we're... I just want to really reserve that 10 in case there's something that's extraordinary. Right, totally. Yeah. Um, so go ahead and move on to episode <clears throat> two. Um, some really fun, familiar faces came into view. Uh, and so... I was pleasantly surprised that the kids' voices were less annoying this time. <laughs> I don't recall how annoying they were the first they time. They are obnoxious. Really? Yeah. It's um, like the classic cartoon kid that talks through their nose. <laughs> Freaking hate it. Can't stand it. Is that the joke? That's a joke. <laughs> On the man's widow? On the man's widow? You got her, Jane. <laughs> you, you really, really got, got her. her. Oh, man, that's so funny. Um, so overall thoughts and... Uh, I guess we can expand a little bit more on this because mm-hmm. we kind of see what's happening in the galaxy. What are your overall thoughts on uh, the the meat and potatoes of this episode? Something that I was... Um, I had never realized that the chain code only existed under the Empire. Like, I didn't realize that that was an Imperial implementation. You know, you that, mean like kind of like their Social Security? Yeah, like I just, I just had taken for granted that that was the way it always was. But that's kind of like one of those changes that they've made because yeah. we had no reason to think that it wasn't a thing. Right. Um, but it's like in the high Republic, they established that BACTA was like a new thing, like 250 years ago or whatever. Um, right. And in older books, it had been right. around for thousands been of years. Around for forever and ever and ever. It's just, I think it's just one of those, I think this might be the first instance of the mentioning the creation of the chain code. Hmm. I thought that concept was kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, that was really interesting and I thought it was brilliant. Mm -hmm. Uh, the thing that stood out to me, or I guess we're not doing stand up moments, but overall thoughts, um, I really enjoyed the episode. Mm -hmm. I, uh, as soon as episode one ended, I looked up what sector 17 was, what's Mm -hmm. sector 17 mean? Um, and that's the Seleucami system, uh, is within that and that's where cut is at. Mm-hmm. And his wife Sue, um, you know what I want to know? Where's Sue's baby daddy? Where are the where's the dad of those kids? Probably somewhere dead on Ryloth. Not this guy. <laughs> tell you that right now. I'll tell you what; those Twi'leks were getting shubbed during the war. What does that mean? <laughs> you know, right oh, up, shafted right up the main street. Right up is Jaxie, Dwarvish Steel. What was that guy from our old church that looked like that? Uh, Tim. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, because I worked in the sound booth and he worked in the sound booth and I'd see him every time. I'm like, right up his jacksie. <laughs> For years I thought that. Like, Dwarfish every time. steel. Right up his jacksie. Yeah. Speaking of jacksie, uh, a freaking alligator crossed the road in front of me today. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Okay, we're talking about Dwarvish Steel <laughs> right up his jacks. He's talking about Smaug. Smaug is a dragon. 
An Nobody's, alligator. I, all right. Anyway. You see the bridge? I think you just wanted to talk about the alligator. Well, it brought up my mind because of the, <laughs> the dragon. Okay, so we're obviously from Houston, Texas, right? Oh. Um, I'm leaving the parking lot at work, and there's there's two roads, like Robert Frost. Well, and, and a lot of people don't know that um, Houston is actually like kind of swampy. Naturally. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bayou City. Yeah. So, yeah, when you think of Texas, you're like, oh, it's all dust and cows. Yeah, but we're so close to, it's a lot of it's marshland. So if it's yeah. not developed, you'll see it, and it's just basically a swamp. Yeah, just a giant mud. Yeah. Um, and so... When I'm leaving the parking lot, I can go right and go down the feeder of the freeway. Which nobody wants to do. Which is boring. Yeah. You know, what am I? You're going to hit red lights. There's going to be people there. What am there. I, a mouse? Yeah. Is this a rat race? What's going on? Come on. But if you go left, it's a few you minutes longer. keep a good dog down. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> so, Charlie. <laughs> dude, that's the Lando Calrissian of the dog world right there. Yeah, right freaking there, dude. Charlie from freaking... All dogs go to heaven. Yeah, but after Solo, he already had a soft spot. Mm. So um, when I turn left, you go past this bayou, past like a freaking, not a state park. What's Deuce in a city park, state park? Um, It's got pavilions and all that kind of stuff. And then you go this back road. It's it's kind of crappy road, but it's nice. It's woods and stuff like that. So I prefer that. Anyways, I'm going left. And I see this yeah, log in the park. road. There you go. I see this log in the road, mm-hmm. but then it starts moving. And I was like, good God, what is that, a skunk? What? Because I was a far ways oh away. Oh, my God. And I was like, good God, that's a giant skunk. And as I, obviously, as I'm approaching it like 40 miles an hour. Wow, skunk, what big teeth you have. <laughs> <laughs> what big scales you have, skunk. Uh, and so I'm getting a little bit closer, and I'm like, it's not a otter. <laughs> because clearly you've had a long day at this point oh yeah i'm exhausted uh (laughs) but here's the thing as i'm driving while i'm driving i'm not thinking i know that alligators can cross the road but i've never seen it happen before you know i almost hit a turtle on that road the other day did you think it was a skunk no i knew it was a turtle immediately (laughs) uh i i uh drove over it where my wheels didn't hit it oh (laughs) Did you, you pick up? Dude, no, I, love I didn't go back to pick it up. I, I love I that meme where one, the One, because it was dark and that stop sign, the way they have it now, somebody could come up behind me really fast and just rear end me. They yeah, see yeah, me. yeah. And also, mom imprinted into me so heavily how disgusting turtles are as mm-hmm. a species. I was like, man, it'll be fine. Have you seen that meme where the guy finds a tortoise and he's like putting this guy back in his home and he throws <laughs> him into a lake? <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. <laughs> okay, so... Um, so I, oh, no. as I get probably, you know, 600 meters away mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, frick, that's a dadgum alligator. And he's strutting his stuff going across the 600 road. 600 meters is really far. Yeah. I'm telling you, I saw him as soon as I turned left at a crossroads. Where that's was why he? I was like, what the freak was it? He was on that curve. Okay. From the driveway to the stop sign is less than 600 meters. I feel like. No, I don't think so. 400 meters is a quarter of a mile. Yeah, that's, what, uh, three-eighths of a mile? 600 meters? Okay, I would say that as I left, I thought it was a skunk. Okay. And by anyway. the time by the time I got another, as I started to accelerate, yeah, I realized it was an alligator. So I get up close, and he's still going. Because he had just come onto the road. When yeah, I was what's he got up here? Freaking nothing. And, uh, Do you remember dude, that he, dead deer that was in that? 
alligator's mouth a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. Well, and it was just there for like a week. What scared the freaking freak out of me was that as he got into the grass on uh, on the other side of the road, mm-hmm. he lowered himself. Just disappeared. And I was like, frick. Because I, I was looking at him so mm-hmm. I could see him. But uh, if we were playing disc golf, for instance. Right. You wouldn't know he's there. I would have walked onto this six-foot alligator. Yeah. And he stopped because he was walking at a decent pace. And when I pulled up and I put my, my uh, hazards on to watch him and take a picture of him or whatever, um, he stopped and was like this. Is he hissing at you? I couldn't hear him hissing because the car was going and mm-hmm. Wolf was going, it's an alligator. Yeah. He gets excited. Um. But he was just, he was, I could tell he was looking at us and yeah, his mouth yeah. was open. So anyways. Hey, have you seen that video of a, I think they're in like a golf cart or something and they drive up next to an alligator. Oh, it's a and truck. Mess, and they're messing he, with he it. He tears the bites. whole freaking fender off. No, 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 no. He bites the tire, pops the tire. Oh, no. What I saw was similar thing. I've seen that one too. A guy's in a Ford Raptor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, the, the gator's like, hope you don't want this. <laughs> Dude rips the whole, the whole freaking, freaking fender ridiculous. off. Okay, so. Um, anyway, we're way on. Standout moment though. We talked about alligators for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Standout moment. Um, I loved seeing Cut again. Hey, the title for this episode is really funny. Yeah. Okay, so what do you rate this episode? So on IMDb, the last episode was rated a 9. So like right in the middle of our ratings on average. For Aftermath? For Aftermath. Okay. Which is Uh, getting to be a more and more common title in Star Wars. I think they should start to move on. That's funny. Um, I would say for episode 2, I give it a... like 7.5. I give it like a seven. Yeah, yeah. It's seven point seven on IMDb. There you go. We're right so we're, there. we're right. We represent the. We are the voice of the people. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're rotten tomatoes. But for people who actually yeah. watch movies, I told Dad I was like, I think I could be a movie critic. I love watching movies, except for that my opinions of movies are too good. So apparently, I'm, I can't be a professional movie critic because I actually know when I see a good movie. It's very rare on Rotten Tomatoes that movie viewers and movie critics agree. Yeah, they and almost like under- never agree. So I always look for the the viewer reviews. I so I don't understand why does okay, if the big thing that people hate about politicians is they go up there and no matter what pod, party you're a part of, or maybe you're a third party libertarian, whatever, I don't care. Um, I'm I'm actually a registered independent. I don't know if you knew that about me. Yeah, you told me. Yeah. Um, but whether it's Obama or Trump or Biden or whoever, they're giving you all these promises. Yeah. And then, you know, a lot of times they can't, you know, go through with them. Yeah. And we hate politicians for that. Yet, <laughs> critics constantly go against the will and voice of the people and they still get paid. Who? That's my question. Who's paying the movie critics? Because uh, the movie people aren't paying them because they critique their movies. The fans aren't paying them because they don't agree with us. I don't know. Who's paying them? We need to find out. We need to get to the bottom of this. I'll right, come, I'll come back it. with answers. Okay. Um, new characters, not so much, but returning characters. I guess magazines? Of Sue, maybe. Would, yeah. Whoever's their ads for their websites at this point, I guess. Um, so Cut is from Clone Wars. I want to say season two, The Deserter. And uh, he kind of... He has a very, uh, this is what Cut does where he leaves and is married to a Twi'lek and decides I got to do something for myself in the world. That is the essence of what I love about the Republic Commando series uh, because I'm a huge fan of clone troopers, always been a huge fan of clone troopers. Yeah, and they especially, work for professional publications. There you go. Nobody. Um, and so the thing that really hurts me when I'm thinking about clone troopers as people is they have one uh, 
use, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the eyes of the people. And uh, in the Republic Commando novels, it talks about how when they're on triple zero, which is what they call Coruscant, because that's the core core of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it talks about when they go out to buy a snack or when they're out in public, um, people either are like afraid of them because they know they're soldiers or they don't really acknowledge them almost like a droid. Mm. And so that made me really sad as I was really reading, reading those books and realizing these are real people with real emotions, with real hearts. Mm-hmm. Cause this was kind of before Clone Wars was big. Yeah. Real quick. Um, while you're talking about that, it, I thought it was interesting that in episode one, they included so many, um, standard clone troopers that we see like in attack the clones mm-hmm. in the Camino facility. There's all white armor and everything. Well, that was something that was a standout moment to me was, um, I read a post from somebody, I can't remember who it was, but uh, they said without the heavy um, presence of love and affection and the force that the Jedi bring around and with the rising of the Empire and the um, and the activation of their inhibitor chips, you're seeing the the calloused hearts of the clones that we could have been seeing the whole time. Yeah. But there's it's also the Empire um, the Empire rids you of individuality. Like if you think about it, like you were saying on Camino, and on uh, on all the places we've been now, like typically, uh, depending on what planet you're on, there's a different battalion and there are different colors and mm. they have their custom helmets and all that really cool stuff that we grew to love in the Clone Wars. Right. And now it's like when here's the Empire, the everything is white, yeah, everything is this, everybody has this haircut. Mm. There's no mo- double mohawk. There's no mm-hmm. smiling. There's no tattoos. There's no joking. Everything is like you're just one unit. You're just one thing. Yeah. And, uh, man, that made me so sad because it's really showing kind of the beginning of the end of clones as we know them, except for the bad batch. And, and, uh, so here's my thing. How does cut not get influenced by the inhibitor chip? Is it because he's not around any other clones? I think he was never, yeah, I don't, I don't think he was around for the activation of the order. Cause if the order never activates, you know what I mean? So the order goes out to the commanders of like battalions and stuff, mm-hmm. and they tell their troopers execute order 66. Mm-hmm. And that's when it's like, okay, I've heard that. Yeah. I think it has know, winter to soldier type code. Yeah. So what if they're just talking and Hunter's like, yeah, I don't know what happened, but order 66 and cut is like, you would think he's kind of like malfunctioned anyway, though, because it's so into the core of the clones to not desert. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's already deviated that much. It wouldn't surprise me if he, like they explained it by saying he had a malfunctioning inhibitor chip. Mm, maybe. Because apparently somewhere along the way, his programming broke down. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what gave him the higher I thought it was cool um, that we saw those Nexu. I was going to say, the Nexu were really neat to yeah, see. Yeah, I'd never seen them on a standardized planet. Yeah, that was really, really cool. Um, I can tell that whoever's, I guess, Filoni is a big fan of Attack of the Clones, like I am, because there have been a lot of pulls from Attack of the Clones, uh-huh. like the Nexu and the all-white armor. Hey, what did you think about, um, in episode one, backtracking a little bit, um, I've really grown, and obviously part of this is the Republic Commando novels, but I've really grown to hate uh, the uh, Kaminoans. But the one that yeah. was uh, Echo's caretaker seemed to really care for her. Omega's. Mm-hmm. What'd I say? Echo. Sorry. Wow. I'm so sorry, Omega. <laughs> Omega's caretaker really cared about her. Yeah, I think it is just like the proximity, you know what I mean? Like yeah. mentally there would have been a distance between her and all the clones. But I think with Omega, she was like, had more of a caretaker, 
You know, yeah. she was less of an asset, more of a person. Yeah, definitely. Because the way that they talk about the Cayman or the clones, even with Bad Batch, even though they're deviant and so personal, um, they still looked at them as assets for the most part. Well, I'll get to that in a second. Um, so what you rated this one seven. Mm-hmm. And uh, so where do you think we go from here? It wasn't a filler because a lot of stuff happened, but they came, they ate, they left like right. the crickets and bugs life. I, th- I think the main bit or the main point of this episode was to solidify the bond that Omega has with Hunter. Yeah. Because this would have either been like they're dumping her off, which is obviously never going to happen. But I think there had to be some sort of uh, bonding experience that yeah. would keep her around for the long bit. So big, big moment is Cut and Sue and their kids are getting ready to leave. Mm-hmm. And Hunter wants to send Omega Omega, um, with them because they can provide a better life. They already mm-hmm. have a family system set up that is safe. They're not, they're not on the run the same way that Bad Batch is on the run. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows Cut exists. He's already got a family. How he's believable do you find it that he's about to board this ship? He makes eye contact with another clone, and the clone goes, you look like... And he doesn't know that it's another clone? Yeah. Well, the fact to me that T- or Cut did not think to disguise his voice or... Or his face or his wear posture. Wear a traveling mask. Yeah, he goes, is there a problem? Yeah. I was like, there's a zero point. What if he said zero five percent chance that yeah. that clone doesn't believe? What if he said that he's another clone? Is there a problem, brother? Yeah, <laughs> like something real clony. Yeah, these freaking Jedi, am I right? I felt like that was a little bit thin, or the fact that they're traveling in a pack as a bunch of clones, and all the other clones are like, "All right, nothing untoward." Uh, the one that gets me is the fact that Hunter doesn't have a disguise on at all, and at his all. face is out in the open. Yeah, Wrecker is a huge guy, and he has a hat on, and he's carrying a big thing. He yeah. was disguised well. Obviously, Tech and 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 Echo are out doing their thing, so they don't need a disguise. Yeah. Here's okay, more beef against Echo. Um, he had like one job during the escape, and that was to, to get, get rid the of the boot, off. the boot. And he can't do that. And the solution was that they just punched it off. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I'm like Echo. What do you do here? Yeah, I I do love Echo. I guess he did get the the things secured. Yeah, you know what I mean. Those those he's, chain code cards. Yeah, he's a good guy. We'll see. But, we'll, he'll he'll have a standout episode soon. I'm sure. Well, and like even in the first episode when they get in the the bar fight, basically everybody is like working to protect yeah. Echo. You know what I mean? He just seems kind of like dead weight. Yeah, compared to the rest of them, he definitely. I would like to see him over time like beef up a little bit. Like I know that he's gone and pale from his time with the droids, but he. Can I think eat, part of that eat? is going to be that his circular tori system. Can I eat? I don't know. Hmm. He was eating, I think. He had a tray of food, episode one. I think so. Um, and then, uh, obviously, a big deal is Crosshair's betrayal from episode one. Right. Do you think that they'll have to kill him? Hmm. Or do you think that they'll find a way to get his chip out and he'll rejoin the group and if that'll be the end of the show? I know Hunter, Hunter, and I like to think that I do by this point. He's uh, not going to kill him. Yeah, I think he's going to do whatever he can, especially now that they have the knowledge that they have between Tech and Omega. They're going to try and find a way to pull his chip. Right. I saw a really funny meme the other day that was, uh, it's the hallway of the Tanta V4 from the end of Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. And Obi-Wan's walking and said, 
Sidious was a Sith Lord the whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Tech goes, I thought that was obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. That's um, okay. So what's next? Where do we go from here? Um, I think it's just kind of open space. Quite literally. You know? In my mind, I guess if I was them, I'd just try to find a real remote piece of land and hide. Kind of like what that's what Cut was saying is yeah. you find a remote piece of land where you can farm and you stay out of everybody's hair and you handle your business. Mm-hmm. But I think two things. One, I think that they want to help Crosshair. That's I, one big well, thing. And I think they're going to want to find a way to make things right. You know what I mean? They don't, they're not the standby kind of folks. Right. Um, one question I had was why they didn't steal more chain code cards and make some for the group. But yeah, they were there. Yeah. It, they stole five. Yeah. They might as well have just stolen what four more. You know what they should have done is they five should, more. what I would have done is taken all of them yeah, just take them all. and threw them all in the trash. And they're like, ah, oh, frick. Well, we're out of chain codes. Just take more. Just take more than you need, and then make extra chain codes as a side gig. Hide yours. Yeah, work as a forger. Make yours. Have in your pocket just in case. Obviously, steal them all, and then it's foolproof. Either you have one that you quote unquote got before, or when they go, okay, well for the time being we're gonna go back to the way things were, and you can leave as we wait for the new set of chain codes. That's what I would have done. I'm just thinking long term down the road. Yeah, just take them with you wherever. Yeah, like Sam and Dean, you gotta have like all your FBI cards, all your everything. Right. Um, So what's next? In my opinion, at some point they're gonna meet Rex. Um, At some point, yeah, he was mentioned. I think he'll come up again. Yeah, he's gonna be in the show. I guarantee it. Um, Does that mean meeting Ahsoka? I don't know. I I think they kind of split ways for good. Kind of hope not. Because. The Ahsoka novel goes pretty far down the road for Ahsoka, and I think she's going to be laying low for the entire duration of the Bad Batch series. Hopefully. I just feel like it's kind of like... I feel like it would be overdone for her. It's just... uh, I need a break. I think it would be cool if maybe they took a little trip to Tatooine. What? Saw my old man Kenobi. (laughs) That would be crazy. That would be pretty Um, cool. Do you think we'll see more Saw Gerrera? It's hard for me to believe that we won't if they work to introduce him so early on. Yeah, maybe it was just a... But everything that we saw from him was in that first episode. Yeah. Um, I kind of hope... and this is I know this is kind of silly because I'm also the guy that wanted Boba Fett to not only appear in the Mandalorian <laughs> but become the main character. <laughs> you hope I kinda, that he stays off screen? I hope that everybody stays off screen except for the Bad Batch and maybe a few cameos. Yeah, I think probably what's going to happen is this series is going to be like the A-Team. And that would be really cool. They're going to go around solving people's I problems. I would love to see. I and could... Tarkin's going to be that military general that's always trying to track them down. Yeah, that would be cool. I could 100% go for a little Wookiee action, some Trandoshan action, some... Um, them versus bounty hunters. They're trying to save somebody. Bounty hunters trying to capture somebody. Something like that. Just some classic Clone Wars stuff. Yeah, I think I I think this is going to be Star Wars A Team. Um, is what this is going to be. And so here's my question to you. A little prophecy time. Do can you see what what our time is? Uh, I can see how many measures into it we are, but we're probably about fifty minutes. Okay. So my question to you is, um, here's my thought. Ready? Mm-hmm. When episode one came out of Bad Batch, mm-hmm. Tarkin says um, these clones 
are better fighters than the typical clone, mm-hmm. but they're disobedient and they're destructive. Yeah, not good enough. But they get the job done. And they said, they do. And he said, how many of these clones do you have? Yeah, I think, how many do you have left? Because they indicated that there were more. Correct. And she said, five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Echo is not included in that count. Right. Omega is clearly included. But she, the Kaminoan was not going to just outright say it mm-hmm. because Tarkin doesn't know Echo's full story, mm-hmm. which is ironic because he was there. I think if anybody would be able to put it together, it would be Tarkin. Probably, but she was keeping it close to her chest that she was not yeah, lying. But Tarkin is incredibly crafty. I understand that. I'm not downing Wilhuff. Mm-hmm. Never would. Uh, but my thing is... I wonder if Tarkin kills her. Uh, don't say that. Uh, Why? My thing is... What is Omega's ability? What was wrong with that? I'm just saying it'd be sad. No, Tarkin kills the Kaminoan. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. For lying. Whatever. The white gloves would be sad. Yeah. Okay. What is Omega's ability? She's a girl. Not good enough. I mean, she's clearly a crack shot. She'd never shot a gun before, and she blasted Crosshair from across the room. Yeah. Um, Okay, you want to hear what I've heard? Or what I've... I, I have two things I think could possibly happen. That she's basically female Jango Fett is what I would think. Right. My thing is either A, she's force sensitive and she, the desirable mutation is. I don't see that because what, 30 years later, the Empire is still trying to figure out how to make that happen. Correct. But the, I think that. What if the Kaminoans figured out how to do it? You but would just, n- just, 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 no just, one just, would just, ever be able to convince me that the Empire would not have appropriated that technology. Just hear me out. In thirty years, if the Kaminoans figured it out, but they the the girl caretaker that we know from the show <clears throat> got attached to this little girl that had force abilities, and she didn't want to see her drained, you know, for the project. So she they kept the technology under wraps. And that's why nobody knows about it. That's just a big guess, okay? My second guess is what Omega's gifts are, is what if she has all the abilities of the other four Bad Batch characters combined? I would say that's the case if she was outrageously strong and stupid. Okay. Minus the stupid part. Um, Her senses are heightened because she knows... um, I was reading reviews and looking at things and kind of rewatching little clips. Are you going to talk about where she was talking to Crosshair and she's like, I know it's not your fault. Um, Cause it seems like she was a little bit um, like there was a little bit of glimpse into the future that she knew what he was going to well, do. She has a heightened sense of like, not just senses like, you know, sight and smell and things like that. She has a heightened awareness of like people's emotions and stuff like that, their intent. Mm-hmm. But also, when Crosshair walked into the room, she immediately saw where he was in a group of troopers. Um, she was able to pick him out from across a whole hangar bay. I think that could also be explained by the fact that she knew exactly what it looked like, and he was dressed differently than the shock troopers. Right. I'm just I'm just spitballing here. Mm-hmm. Two, when um, she's in the ceiling. For being so small, she does the double fist and she does like this. She does kind of like the Kong smash and the whole ceiling falls through and smashes those clones in episode one. Um, I find those reasons less convincing than other possible reasons. Okay, but follow me. I am. So those two, obviously the crack shot from across the room, never should have blasted before, but she was a great shot from across the room when she's done crosshair. And um, 
tech is obviously hyper intelligent and the fact that she picks up on technology very quickly, even though she's been kind of uh, sheltered. Mm-hmm. And also the Kaminoan said she was her medical assistant and she's like 10 years old. Yeah. So she's obviously very intelligent. So what if all the desirable mutations from these four different clones were all poured into one and it's Omega and she also happens to be a girl? Yeah, what do you think about that? I think she's going to be more like a hunter type because she has a strong affinity for him. Um, I think that it's possible. I don't like the idea that they would make her force sensitive because the idea of installing midi-chlorians into um, like a new vessel is just like super tricky from mm-hmm. what I've seen from everything else that's talked about it. Right. But I mean, there were places like where the... she was really aware of the emotions of people, what yeah. their intent was, and also like stuff where she um, picked up the stuffed animal that Wrecker has, like just yeah. assuming that he would want that down the road or knowing that it was his instinctively. Mm-hmm. I think one reason I don't think it's the force sensitive thing, although I would be cool with it. I, I think it'd be cool. But one reason I don't think that's the case is character gruff comes across as you know only cares about themselves doesn't really have a soft side finds this child yeah, in need for sense it's, like it's the same storyline yeah. so i don't think it's going to be that i yeah. think that she has little bits of i think she's going cool to i think she's going to come out characters. being more like hunter and i think just because she latches on to him so specifically yeah. I, you know i feel like she would have more of a um well-rounded interest in all the other clones yeah because she would see them herself in them but yeah you see her in the prison cell and she's imitating all of hunter's posture and he'll stand up and she'll stand up or he'll cross his legs and she crosses her legs or yeah she's looking the same way i thought that was really cute yeah um yeah i'm very interested to see where it goes uh she may end up being more useful than echo to the bad batch (laughs) what if she puts her finger into this thing and it's like it's unlocked oh my god uh his little droid hand is useless um okay wild hair and we'll you know cut it here Mm -hmm. um wild hair but what who is a crazy character that you would like to see show up but it's highly unlikely not something stupid like freaking quinlan boss okay Quinlan Voss would be a cool I'm always pulling for quinlan boss to show up and i'm pretty sure i mean it's basically confirmed that he survived order 66 it is confirmed. So, by the time the Inquisitorius is a thing, he's still I not found it. I want it. That would be dude. Really he would sick. fit in so good with the Bad Batch. He really would. He's the Bad Batch of the Jedi, dude. He is. He really is. He's got weird, unusual powers. He doesn't really fit into the code. He's got a dark streak. He's the Bad Batch. But he Batch gets Jedi. the job done, yeah. and he still sticks it around. Yeah. He still. He still. He doesn't stray so far that he's uncontrollable, similar to the He's Bad even Batch. got unusual weapons because he's got the hand-and-a-half lightsaber hilt. Mm-hmm. That's not typical. Yep. Dreads. Yeah. he's. It would have, like, of all the Jedi I can think of, minus Anakin, he's, like, the most likely to really kick it with the Bad Batch. I think Quinlan Vos could kick it with the Bad Batch better than Anakin. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, as far as... He's the other person, I think, that deviates from the norm the most. Right, right, right. Okay. So, um, okay, let me think, let me think, let me think. Cook Rook. Yeah, that'd be cool. Dirge. Dirge. I think Dirge would fit. I'm I'm inside your brain I think Dirge 
could give them a really big run for their money. And they already introduced him. In and a different they're comic. introducing him and other things. And all the, the signs are there. The budget's never been better. All the signs are there. I think I would be ecstatic yeah. if Dirge showed up. And Filoni's, you know, he's the master of bringing stuff back that could have been used before. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, it strikes me because of Dave Filoni's other random interest that he would be really into Dirge. Dirge hates Mandalorians. His idea is let's hunt down clones. Dude, he is the, he's the perfect. He's the perfect hunter. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> a Dirge. Okay, I'll go one step further. With that. A Dirge Boba Fett team up to take down the Bad Batch would be raw. Although the Bad it's, Batch would survive. That's never going to happen. But, uh, I mean, it would be not dissimilar to him having to work hand-in-hand with Crosshair. Right. Yeah. Yeah, except for Boba Fett's better than Crosshair. Yeah, but Boba Fett's still a kid at this point, and also on the lamb. Hmm. Well, it also wouldn't make, it wouldn't make sense that Dirge and Boba Fett would work together because of the whole Mandalorian thing. Right. Hmm. Yeah. He wouldn't work with Crosshair either, I guess. Mm-mm. He would... It strikes me that Boba kind of also hates clones. Yeah, you know my brother. Yeah, he's got a mean streak because yeah. he feels like he's the only, the only proper kid. He's the only I mean? real one, right? He's the only proper number twelve. Yeah, that's crazy. So okay, man. So Boba considers himself a Mandalorian. What to Din Djarin does not care two craps what Bo-Katan thinks about him as a Mandalorian. Love it. So I wonder. He would. He would probably fight Dirge though. He has to. You know. Man, okay, so Dirge. What about Dirge and Cad Bane against the Bad Batch? If Cad Bane shows up, he's going to have to die. Because he's got to disappear. He's got to disappear before Empire. Mm -hmm. What if Dirge kills him? Be pretty wrong. Takes his hat. (laughs) It was a nice hat. (laughs) Yeah. Dirge would eat Cad Bane's lunch. He, I don't... You couldn't kill him. Yeah, I... If they keep up everything that he was before, he's he's unkillable. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you say Voss, I say Dirge. Highly unlikely. But if it happens, I think guys, I think Dirge is more likely. If it happens. Also, I'd like to point out that we said it at the exact same time. You heard it here first from both of us. If it happens. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Hey, remember to like this video, share it, subscribe to the channel. If you're watching or if you're listening online, uh, please, you know, Share this with your friends. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, if you leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and write us a, a cool review, we will read it on the air. And um, this is how the podcast grows, is that you share it with your friends. I can only post so many pictures on Instagram. <laughs> but the more you, of, of more of you that subscribe, share it, things like that, get the word out there. Word of mouth does uh, wonders for us. So thank you guys so much for tuning into the Chist Ascendancy. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next week. May the force be with you. And just like Omega with the rest of the Bad Batch, the only family we have here is me. It's me. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs>